Welcome to another episode of Game Changers Podcast for Real Estate Agents. My name is Tom McGivern. Happy New Year. It's 2023. Today is February 2nd. Uh, I am like beyond excited to announce one thing, and then I'm going to get right to the content. Before I make the announcement, I want to tell you what this episode's about. This episode is about three techniques for getting your offer accepted in the current market. Not yesterday's market, but today's market. And these three techniques are, they're, they're, they could stand the test of time in any market. And these three should always be a part of not only how you get an offer accepted, but how you put deals together as a real estate agent. So it's going to be a great episode. It's going to be less than 20 minutes. Um, if you've never heard of me, my name is Tom McGivern. I'm a licensed broker associate in uh, New York. Uh, I've been licensed since 2007. My website's bangthephones.com is the old website. Uh, all the content there is completely free. And I am branching into offering uh, real estate agents a little more, a lot more actually. And if you go to yoursalespipeline.com, that's my big announcement. Listen, I turn my hobby of podcasting, blogging, I love to write. Uh, I'm turning that into money in your pocket. That's what I always say. And this podcast is kind of like an extension of that, right? I'm putting content out here. The content I'm going about to give you is like, this is worth to me, this is worth $100. Like if somebody like wanted to like, hey, how do I put deals together? How do I make deals happen? These three things that I'm going to give you, they would help you do that. And you're going to get it for free in this in this podcast. Of course, why do I do that? Because there's other stuff beyond this in uh, especially through the services at your sales pipeline that you can grab. And I, that's all I'm going to say, your, your sales pipeline.com. It's the new website. I just launched it. I'm offering a lot of cool stuff there. And I would love for you to kick tires on it. Check it out. Check out me, check out the other uh, uh, episodes. All right. Three techniques. Let's get right into it. Okay. If you're not following me on TikTok, I'm at McGiverock with a K, or you could just put in Tom McGivern, I think on TikTok there, you'll find me. Now, these techniques, here they are. I'm going to tell you what they are. First things first, you need a complete offer. Okay, a complete offer with a cover letter. I'm going to get into the details. Second thing is, you got to have a trained buyer with a solid, solid knowledge foundation. That's the second thing. And the third thing is a framing technique that I use. Yeah, that's what I call it. It's a framing technique in negotiations. Now, I'm going to get into the details of what they are, but those are the three things. Oh, that's easy. That sounds easy, Tom. Oh, a complete offer. Yeah, okay, whatever. Listen, if you're a new agent or you're a seasoned agent, I don't care. What you might think is a complete offer, you're going to do it exactly the way I do it. Uh, my partner does it. We have massive success. We get compliments from other agents that say, man, whether we get a deal or not, because this is a competitive market still, they still they'll go out of their way to text us and call us and be like, wow, we really appreciate your professionals. We'll love the offer, everything else. So what I'm going to give you, this will, this will help you. Uh, so, but it's not what you might consider like a, like a chicken scratch complete offer. Oh, it's got a pre-approval. Oh, I wrote down whatever and sent in an offer. No signature, handwritten, sloppy. No numbers don't even make sense. You don't really know what you're doing. Okay. I can't get into the specifics on this podcast in 20 minutes on how to write an offer. So I'm going to assume that you know how to do that. I, uh, you know, how much money, the difference between down payment and payment uh, on contract. 
okay, or good faith deposit, whatever it is that you know in your state. So I have to assume a little bit there. But if you wanted more of that, if you if you're a real estate, you have no freaking idea, okay. You're on a team. They still haven't gone over the basics on how to write an offer. Uh, you can always reach out to me. Your your team leader could reach out to me. I'll give your team training. Okay, no no team leader will ever do that. <laughs> but uh, if you did, I guarantee I'll be able to help you out. So when I say complete offer, here's what I'm talking about. All the documents that you need, all the disclosures that the agent might request. If they haven't put up, let's say, a lead paint disclosure on Stratus and it's not there, not available, don't fill one out on behalf of your client and send that in. I, I don't like when people do that. Don't do that. Okay, Just complete offer. Right? If there's a fair housing one like in New York State and you want to include that, that's fine. But make sure you have your New York State agency disclosure. You don't have to give that to the other agent, but you, want, you just want these documents. Complete offer. It's an offer where a sales agreement includes the attorney's information. I don't even care if your, your agent, uh, excuse me, your buyer doesn't have an attorney. You're going to write one in anyway. And if it changes, it changes, but at least it's complete. Now, I also said with a cover letter, this is the first one now, okay? We're going to get into the other two, but this is the first one. With a cover letter. What's a cover letter, Tom? Well, a cover letter is exactly that. It can be copied and pasted into the email. I prefer to have it as an extra PDF. All right. And what I do is it has at the top all my information, where my office is, what my company is, my license number. It has my cell phone and my email on the PDF. When I send it via email, I am also going to include stuff in the email that lets them know my cell phone again. I'm also then going to text them, but that's part of the process. What does the cover letter have? It has two, like a, almost like a fact sheet. Who is it going to regarding the property? You're going to put the address. You're going to put the date in and you're going to say, dear agent, right? So the two is the agent. Let's say that their, their name is uh, Gina, right? The reference to the property, the date, top, nice, big he he uh, header with all your information, big, bold. She, they, they can see it. Dear Gina, I'm happy to present the following offer. See attached. Then it has to have these few things, okay? Number one, you're going to refer to the buyers as not your buyers or the buyers. You're going to put their first names in, okay? If it's multiple people, if it's one, okay? John and Joe, okay, are pre-approved through, and you're going to put down their information or are paying cash, whatever it is, you're going to put that in first and foremost. Let's assume they're doing a mortgage. The buyers or the buyer, their names, you're going to, that's humanizing the, uh, the cover letter. They're approved through. Uh, my, uh, you could put down, Joe is putting down X amount on contract and is pre-approved for a blank loan, conventional FHA. I'm not going to get into all the details, but you want to be as very clear as possible what their financing is. Uh, their offer is contingent on the sale of their home or their offer is not contingent on the home uh, on a, a home sale, meaning they have no home to sell. That's the, that's the next thing you're going to put in there. You're going to put this on the cover letter, all right? You're going to say um, if they're selling a house, right? If it has this home sale contingency, they have agreed to price the home very aggressively and uh, given market conditions, I believe 
we will have multiple offers within two weeks of listing the property. Or if it's already listed, you could tell them the details. If it's already listed and you already have the contract, include a copy of either the first page of the contract and or the sales agreement pre-approval of their buyer. Again, complete offer. The next thing it's going to say is, uh, we've looked all, we've looked closely at the house and do not foresee any major issues, but the buyer will be obtaining a home uh, uh, inspection and understands it is for peace of mind only. Very important. We've looked over the house closely. And I'm going to get to that in the second part with meaning a trained buyer. The last thing as I always would like to put, please present this offer, the, uh, these details in, with this cover letter included. I always put that. Thank you for the opportunity to present this offer. I look forward to hearing from you soon. All my contact information is above. That's a cover letter. And at the top, it's going to say offer cover sheet or offer cover letter. In your email, you're going to cite that it has an offer cover letter. Please uh, include it in your offer presentation. Thank you very much. My cell phone is. Okay. You can put other details in here, but that's the basics of the cover letter. That to me is a complete offer. The second thing, Let's talk about a trained buyer with a solid knowledge foundation. What do I mean by that? I mean that they've, they have been schooled by you and they understand their affordability. First and foremost, they understand the house, this particular property that they make an offer on, the location is okay. They like it or they love it. Whatever it is, I want them to make sure they, they know they can afford it. Even if they're going above their budget, they could still mentally feel that they can do this. They need to feel somehow, some way. Most buyers, right, they're always like, oh gosh, it's a big step. It's a big step. And it is a big step. And you need to coach them through this. Uh, uh, and, and a trained buyer understands, hey, I, I, I can do this. I have a grasp on that. They have a grasp on, hey, the location's where we want it to be. It's good. And the condition, overall condition, the style of home, they approve of it in some form or fashion. They either see the value in it, something, but those three things. And then lastly, the inspection items. When you go through the house, if you don't have the experience to, to look at things, when you once you go on 10, 12, 100 inspections, you're going to start to see things. The grade of the property, if a, if a gutter is draining without, uh, it's not draining away from the house, a crack in the foundation that's horizontal as, a verse to, uh, as opposed to vertical, what these things mean. Well, that's, I'm not a licensed home inspector, but the things, I mean, I can look and, and see the burn is old. Okay, I'm going to point that out to them. This is something's wrong here. Little details. And then while you're there at the house before the home inspection, they already know about it. That's a trained buyer with a knowledge foundation. That's what you want. That's the second thing to having a deal go all the way through. Super important. So I got my complete offer with a cover letter. The second thing is I have my trained buyer. You have trained them. And another thing, here's an extra tip with training a buyer. What do I mean by training a buyer? I mean, when they see a house, encourage them to make offers. Right? You see 85 people at the house. You know they're not going to get it, right? Their, their budget's $400,000. we are in a little bit of a crazy market. It doesn't. We could be in a bad market. And you could still have a house that's underpriced and you have a lot of buyers at it. That's just... Human nature, that's the nature of the market. When something's undervalued 10% or more, people are going to show up. You you know, hey, they're max, max, max budgets, 400. There's six, you know, there's uh, uh, 19 people at the at the open house. Agents let you know, I have five offers, I have, you know, whatever. 
you know it's going to go above ask. Well, here's the thing. Encourage your buyers to, to make the offer anyway, and here's why. It gets them what? Trained to take action. And, and that's what you want. And that's not underhanded. It's helping them to understand that, hey, this is, let's go through the process. Let's, you know, you can look over the sales agreement. You can take this, give it to a copy of, you know, let mom and dad look at it, whatever the situation is. Really, really important to train the buyer to think, hey, I can do this. This is how it's done. And then they get used to it. You get them written, writing a third and a fourth offer. By that fourth or fifth offer, they feel a lot more comfortable, especially with you. And especially if you don't push them. Right. But this training and then this pushing, I prefer to train and help. All right. Those two things. Let's move to the third thing, framing the negotiations. This is right here. This is gold. You want to get deals done. You want to increase the odds that your, your, your offer is going to get accepted, accepted, or at least considered. Those are the first, those two things. Definite. This third one is more for like the savvy agent. And what do I mean by that? I mean, when you're talking with somebody, it's hard because in, in real estate, we as agents, we're always trying to convince people like in black and white why they should hire you. So we'll we'll start talking about how we're certified buyer representative or how we have, you know, 10, I have 10,000 followers on my Instagram and you say that on your website or something of this nature. That's not really the value. The value is in knowing what you're doing first. And then it comes across as confidence. Then it comes across and it comes through and shines through as experience. So this framing technique I'm going to teach you is very, very powerful. Here's the deal. You go to a house. You got the first two checked off the box. Boom. I got a complete offer with a cover letter. I got a trained buyer. They're ready to go. They like the location, style, condition. They can afford it. They know inspection-wise we're good. There might be something that pops up unforeseen. We'll see what happens. But they're committed. They know what they're doing. Now you going to throw them in the in the mix of all these other circumstances meaning extra offers bidding war whatever it is and let's say there's not a bidding war okay cuz you never know at the end of the day sometimes the agents they'll say oh we have multiple offers and they really don't that does happen agents do do that i don't cuz it's weak but they do so i like to have this conversation if i can have a conversation with them on the phone i don't you know i don't want to piss the agent off. So, you know, try not to call them, all that stuff. But depends on, I have to feel it out. But I always like to say, hey, listen, you know, my my buyer, right? You know, John, he's kind of a straight shooter. And I know that you're, you know, if you're issuing highest and best, this, this isn't their highest and best per se. But they would prefer direct negotiation. So if your seller is cool with it, if you have multiple offers, you do what you want. I said, but if you have one higher than ours, I mean, you want to get the seller a little bit more money. I mean, ask the seller if they'd give us a direct number. Let me tell you something. You drop that just like that. You're not telling the agent what to do. You're not being a jerk. You're not pushing. You're just trying to say, hey, you know, like, if that's cool with your seller and, and you, whatever. Just, and they might say, no, definitely not. We have to be, you know, highest and best everybody. Everyone has a fair chance, blah, blah, blah. I got news for you. The best deals, in my opinion, aren't through highest and best technique. They're through, you have multiple offers as a listing agent. You take your top tier and you negotiate amongst those, maybe a highest and best, but then you season a couple of them with, hey, if you go here, the uh, my seller will take your offer. Well, trust me, it, it it can work a lot better than just doing that highest and best stuff. But that's 
for sellers, uh, selling agents, uh, listing agents. Okay, I'm excited. So again, now in the email, I'm going to say that on the phone if I get a chance to speak with them. You can also text it to them, you know, hey, listen, you know, my guy's really kind of like a straight shooter. Uh, he prefers like kind of a direct negotiation. I understand multiple offers. You're going to issue highest and best. This isn't necessarily as highest and best. I mean, I can get that to you immediately if that's how you're going to do it. But if your sellers, if you have one offer higher than ours or maybe two and it's not that much higher or whatever, hey, if your seller's cool, they give us the direct number. I'll just get, you know, see if my guy will go to that number. Now in the email, you're going to say, please see attached. I, uh, um, my phone number is 631, right? My direct sell. Now here, as I said on the phone, or if you didn't speak to the phone, you can say, hey, listen, this isn't my client's highest and best per se, but they really prefer direct numbers in negotiations. I understand that your seller may have multiple offers uh, and they may instruct you to do highest and best. But if the seller would like or is okay with giving us a direct number and see if we'll go there, I can then go take that to my buyer direct. It's up to, completely up to you. If you counter me highest and best, I'll get right back to you within a few minutes as quickly as I can. At this time, they'd like to pay X. That's the email. I know you're like, oh, wait a minute. Um, you know, whatever. You know, listen to it again. It's not perfect. I'm not giving you exactly what I'm saying. I'm kind of giving you kind of the general idea. But I like that last line. If you counter, if you choose to counter me with highest and best, my buyers with highest and best, that's totally fine. I'll get right back to you as soon as possible. At this time, he'd like to pay or they'd like to pay. Now, why do I do that? Because I know that a lot of real estate agents, they put in, the, in their MLS listing, highest and best. Please submit highest and best. You get them on the phone, they want to say, hey, just send your highest and best because they don't want to have to go through the process. They just want to know, hey, this is the deal. But that's not how it works. And and I don't do that in my I, in my listings as much. I've done it. I do do it occasionally and put in, yeah, please submit your highest and best. But it really, that's not real because you got to get the juices flowing. This is a sales process. And I think that's a, what a lot of real estate agents miss especially when the listing property, I'm going off on a tangent, but you know, it takes that seasoned agent to figure these things out and, and to weed through this stuff. That's going to do it for me here. I'm at 18 and a half minutes, three techniques. All right. For set, for getting your offer accepted, or at least for getting the results you're looking for, which is deals. Okay. As a real estate agent, your sales pipeline.com. If you liked what you heard here and you want to get more of it, the coaching program that I have, uh, and let me let me say this before I say it because I hate saying that. So I'm not a coach. I'm more of a trainer. I am a full-time real estate agent. My income I, is, is derived uh, from being a real estate agent, not from this website or, or anything like that. Uh, but with the, the programs I offer, they're so inexpensive, and I made them that way because if you listen to the first podcast of this series, the Game Changers podcast for real estate agents, you will hear me talk about in 10 minutes, I think it's 10 minutes, why I do what I do. Because I'm sick and tired of real estate agents' pockets being you know, dipped into by every company out there that's like trying to sell you social media, trying to sell you leads, or trying to sell you your, their new system for building leads and all this other stuff. <laughs> um this is the real deal. I offer the real deal. And, and you have to do the work. I have to do the work. 
right? Some of the stuff I listen to that I've done or the, the handbook that I wrote and rewrote, I have a hand, brand new handbook. It's there on yoursalespipeline.com. How to make six figures in this business without spending a whole lot of money. I say no money, but you're going to spend, you're going to buy business cards. You're going to get your dues. You're going to, you know, you have to spend money, right? But you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on online leads or a geo form that you're not really working or postcards or running ads. You don't need to do it that way. You need to learn techniques that build you relationships. That's what this business is about. The handbook is written and it's there. It includes the 50 ways to generate income without spending money. These are 50 ways. Some of them you spend a little money, but they give you the background. 50 ways to do things, to make 200 grand and spend less than like 10. The, you have real estate agents who make 200 grand, but they spend 100 in advertising. Who wants to do that? I don't want to do that. Anyways, the, the handbook's there, the coaching, the middle program I have, which is a weekly group coaching call. I would love for you to check that out. It's $7.95 a month. The first month is free, and it includes the handbook that I wrote. It's a digital download. Everything's processed through Stripe. It's nice and easy. $7.95. And then I offer the consultation, of course, and then, of course, the bundle, which is all three, which is so ridiculously cheap. Part of me is like, why am I, you know, I have to make money a little bit somehow to offset my time on this podcast, 20 minutes. Then I have to I have to put it in and I have to word it. I have to upload it. Stuff takes time, but I love doing what I do. I hope you do. I hope you like the content. As always, I wish you success. I want you to have fun. Don't forget, you got to have fun when you do this stuff. I'll see you on the next one.